0: Phoenix Suns versus the fucking Milwaukee Bucks, who I still think, by the way, is one of the most overrated teams in the NBA. Is it possible that the most one of the most overrated teams in the NBA, can we go to the finals? I think yes. They were one fucking Kevin Durant shoe away from being knocked out of the Eastern Conference semis, and I'm taking that to my grave. Anyway, uh, we also have some tea. ESPN drama, inner drama between two NBA hosts. We also have some issues regarding Mike Conley into the jazz NBA finals are here Marty let's drop the beat About this Rachel Nichols Maria Taylor T. What do you know? Because I am going to go into the background of everything. Uh,
1: I mean, I've seen the recording, and uh, I saw your tweet earlier today about how like it was reported like a year ago. So yeah, no, I'm interested to get the full story behind it. It basically just a lot of a lot of shady shit going on is what I would say.
0: There was like a ten thousand word New York Times article written, so I'm not even going to. Basically, it'll make someone read that. I'm just going to give you basically the story of how it all went down, right? So, Rachel Nichols is an NBA host for ESPN. Rachel Nichols has been hosting The Jump for years. It's a show that she created, right? Now, Michelle Beadle used to host NBA Countdown. Michelle Beadle got very ratchet, got very upset with ESPN, had a departure that was very... uh unceremonious and when she left maria taylor took over her spot on get up but also her and rachel nichols maria taylor and rachel nichols basically co-hosted nba countdown some days would be rachel some days would be maria do you remember this marty
1: yeah i do okay
0: so rachel nichols goes to the bubble in orlando she gets a call from espn and they're like hey rachel what do you think about doing Doris's job during the NBA Finals. Right. Why don't you be on the sidelines uh, for this one? And Rachel Nichols is like, well, no.
1: Yeah, I'm a host. I'm the
0: host of the NBA Countdown for the Finals. Rachel Nichols is pissed because who they're going to give the job to is Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor hosts, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, Maria Taylor is the lead on ESPN College Game Day. She is also the lead host. Pretty big with, show. Pretty big show. Just <laughs> the show that Sam Ponder was happy to have all by herself and that be the only job. So that's a huge job. She's also a co-host with Mike Greenberg on Get Up. Huge job. She's also uh, doing some, I think, some sideline reporting for certain games for WNBA games and college basketball. She is in a rising star at ESPN. Certainly. But she's also co-hosting. NBA countdown. And Rachel Nichols is furious that they're going to give the job to Maria Taylor, probably for the foreseeable future. (laughs) All of this was happening amidst the world burning down, truly burning. Protests were going on in Portland. You had uh, Kenosha that was going on uh, in Wisconsin where games were being missed. The Milwaukee Bucks did not play. So all of this is happening with major uh, turmoil in society.
1: And the NBA is like at the so forefront of it all. And the NBA is
0: at the forefront of it all. Rachel Nichols then calls her friend Adam Mendelsohn. Adam Mendelsohn is a longtime advisor to the king. The king. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. She she calls to do an interview with LeBron, wants to do an interview with Anthony Davis. But meanwhile... She also wants Adam Mendelssohn's advice. The problem is that conversation was being recorded over Zoom. She had not, everyone turned their Zoom off. Just turn your Zoom off at all times. Just shut your laptop down. Just shut your laptop hmm, down. Hmm. I don't know what happened, but the entire one hour long conversation with LeBron James's advisor was caught on tape. And she says to him, basically what I tell you, what ESPN people said to her. And she was like, I don't care that you guys have a crappy record with racial issues at this company. I don't want you taking my job over this. Mm-hmm. And Adam Mandelson says, man, uh, I am so tired and exhausted from Me Too And Black Lives Matter, I don't even know what to do. That's a bad quote. Then Rachel Nichols says, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me taking my thing away. That was a year ago. Yeah, That was leaked to Deadspin a year ago. Deadspin decided to make this a peephole story like <laughs> Aaron Andrews. They said in their reporting there was nothing untoward that Rachel Nichols said. We didn't get to hear the tape, of course. Nothing untoward that Rachel Nichols said. Uh, but it was basically some creep came in and peepholed on Rachel Nichols, tried to send it to Spin so they would cancel her. And you know what? Shame on you for trying to get us to cancel Rachel Nichols. We're not going to cancel her. We're not going to send the video out. Yada, yada, yada. Also.
1: That's so bizarre who they choose to protect, you know? Like, I think what, so, too. I mean, I guess because, I mean, Rachel, she's always, you know, at the like utmost of her Woke performative wokeness that Deadspin was just like, oh, like, we'll we'll, we'll chill on this.
0: P- they pick and choose. Like, who is, they that, pick. is there
1: more to it than that? Like, that's kind of how I feel it went. Like, I have
0: no idea why they would choose the, it that way because it's very clearly a problem. Yeah. This quote is very clearly not great for Rachel.
1: Also, kind of weird that she went to LeBron's guy for advice.
0: He doesn't that
1: ring like a little weird to you that, like,
0: Rachel Nichols is going to go to Adam Mendelsohn regardless, right? Because she has to interview, she has to interview AD and LeBron. That's the only way that she can get to AD and LeBron is through him. But she has been in the LeBron James camp for years. She has a very close relationship with that entire business side. So if you've got a guy like Adam Mendelsohn, who is a, Strategic boss in the NBA arena. She's like, what should I do? And Adam Mendelssohn basically says the baller move is to go to ESPN and say, listen, you're pitting two women against each other for one job. This is a problem with ESPN as a company that you two need to compete. I don't know what she ended up saying to ESPN, but it turns out Maria Taylor gets this leaked video sent to her from one of her social media producers and then maria taylor goes to hr what happens to rachel nichols you might ask marty not a goddamn thing happens to rachel (laughs) Nichols. but the producer gets demoted and now has left espn (sighs) the producer the social media producer was a woman of color named kayla johnson i know kayla personally great girl very funny very smart wish her well in all her future endeavors Maria Taylor then puts out, right around that time, A, uh, she responded in the moment, in a way we had no idea as public what was going on. I am going to play the clip.
2: Hey, Black woman. I just wanted you to know that uh, you're pretty dope. Like, I don't care what society tells you. They might tell you that your skin's not pretty enough, that there's not enough shades to match your makeup, that... Although all women make 82 cents to the dollar on white men, you make 62 cents. They may tell you that you don't deserve that promotion, even though you know you do. They may tell you that when you get the promotion, that you only got it because you were black.
1: But we know that's not true. I just want you to know that I believe in you. So resist the urge to fall in line. Don't be humble. Go brag.
0: Because you are so fine. You're the only one that can do what you do on a daily basis and never say boo-hoo to anyone because you are the one, the black woman that's stronger than everyone. First of all, amazing spoken word by Maria Taylor. The cadence was on a level at a, as a jazz performance center where it's like it's like right ah, ah Maria. You know,
1: it was an intense video. It was like a slam poetry. It was like
0: slam poetry, (laughs) Maria Taylor, because you are the one. Also, at the same time, it's worth noting that Maria Taylor was in contract negotiations with ESPN. She was wanting eight million a year, currently making one million a year. They offered her five, she turned it down. Marty, do you know what percentage five is of eight? 62%, i 62% Marty. Okay. Just the yeah. same number that Maria Taylor <laughs> was saying that black women make a, a, opposed to white men. And this doesn't need to be me going into every single specific detail, but I'm telling you this is drama and this doesn't even include the fallout. So the fallout of this is that Maria Taylor does get the countdown job and Rachel Nichols does become the sideline reporter. And then what happens? Maria Taylor does not want to fuck with Rachel Nichols anymore because what? Like you're talking shit about me to LeBron James's people. Now I can't go to LeBron James's people because they think the only reason I got the job was because it looks good to ESPN and it's the right time for a woman of color to be in this role. Not because I deserved it. Now, truthfully, Marty, You can deserve something, and also it happened at that moment because it's the right time in that moment.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, my whole take on the thing is, like, I don't think that anything Rachel said was necessarily, like, wrong or incorrect about how she was feeling in that situation, but it was so unfair who she said it to and just the overall, like, sentiment behind how she said it. That's kind of how I feel.
0: I think as a woman in media, you can be frustrated. Right. You can feel that your job is being taken away to go to another woman Mm -hmm. that is, we'll say, beneficial to the company's optics at the moment. And truthfully, it was. And it is. There needs to be more representation at ESPN of women of color. And Maria Taylor has opened up the door for more women of color like Malika Andrews and Kimberly Taylor, and all these other women that she has on ESPN NBA Countdown now. Mm-hmm. She has pushed her wh- herself through the doors, elbowed her way in, and brought women of color with her. That's dope. Yeah. If you're Rachel Nichols, you also have a reason and, a, and a, a right to feel like this is fucked up. This is like my job. This was in my contract. Now my job's been taken, and like we're just not going to act like that should make me feel like shit. But to have it on a hot mic, it's bad. And the way it sounded, sounded bad. Sounded very much like you thought she didn't deserve that role at that moment.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So then Steven Jackson decides to talk about it. And Steven Jackson is getting... Also, by the way, Rachel Nichols is currently getting flamed by black Twitter. Like, flamed. If you should just... If you have a few minutes of time, of spare time, just go ahead and... Search in Twitter, Rachel Nichols, because it is fucking funny. It is super <laughs> funny. Um, just do that. I'm not even gonna read them, but
1: well, the always poignant Stephen Jackson. So, so Stephen
0: Jackson one. comes out, and this is what he has to say.
2: We all ramble. We say things when we're frustrated, and, and you know Rachel did deserve that job. It's just it's just plain and simple. I talked to Rachel, and I, and I and I know a lot of things she was saying out of frustration because ESPN put her in a bad position. And they even put Maria in a position of trying to give Maria a sympathy job. They was trying to make themselves look good because of all the Black Black Lives Matter and the Black George and the George Floyd stuff was going on. So ESPN tried to make themselves look good by taking the job from Rachel that she had already had, that they'd already told her she had, that she deserved and give it to Maria just to make themselves look good. It wasn't a genuine job they wanted to give Maria. It's ESPN is behind all this, but it's all they fought. You know what I'm saying? I can't blame Rachel. I love Rachel and I'm going to stand behind to her. I spoke to her and I'm going to stand behind Maria too. But ESPN, y'all some suckers. Y'all some suckers because y'all did this. Y'all tried to give Maria a real job and it wasn't genuine. And look what happened.
0: Yikes. I mean, so much there. So much there. Uh, do you think that the rest of the league is standing by Rachel Nichols, Marty? Uh,
1: I would guess. Yeah. I would guess it's kind of a mixed bag.
0: The answer is no. Not at all. They uh, <laughs> they are not. Uh let's go through some of them.
1: <laughs> How bad is it?
0: I mean it's bad. Uh John Morant, keep going, Queen Maria Taylor. Scott uh Kevin Porter Jr. who goes by Scoot. Didn't know that. I don't know if anybody knows that, but Kevin Porter Jr.'s nickname is Scoot. Maria Taylor, we stand with you. Such a great soul. Love to one of our black queens. Jamal Crawford, we stand with Maria Taylor. Taylor Rooks, st- sending love and support to my dear friend Maria Taylor. Maria has always been an advocate, a sister, and a gracious human being. The fact that she is an absolute star and generational talent is only icing on the cake. Proud of you, black woman. Emmanuel Acho, always thought Maria Taylor was great on television, and then I worked with her and realized I was wrong. She's elite. Keep being great. Maria Taylor.
1: Did he tweet that after the javelin weed tweet that he yes, had? Yes. Okay. Of all course. Right. Just wanted to Protect put that out there. Protect
0: Maria <laughs> Taylor at all costs. Wesley Lowry. Ryan Clark. Maria Taylor is a queen. Excellent at her job and a superstar human. I'm rocking with her all day, every day. Taylor Tannenbaum. Asia uh, Astasia Will. Kareth Burke. Don't forget ESPN tried to make Maria Taylor look greedy on the way out. The story is from four days ago. Hmm, wonder why it came out. The story that Kareth Burke is discussing is a New York Post article that came out four days before this New York Times article. Basically, ESPN trying to get out on the front end of it saying, hey, Maria Taylor wants Stephen A. Smith money. Sick him. Go get her.
1: Stephen A. Smith money? <laughs> she <laughs> wants
0: $8 million a year. They offered Maria Taylor five. Maria Taylor said no. Now the pandemic, now all these ESPN cuts, now they're offering Maria Taylor somewhere around two to three. Uh. So now there's some questionable uh, motives, possibly, about this New York Times article coming out right now, which makes Maria Taylor look really good, makes ESPN look really bad, makes Rachel Nichols look really bad. It's complicated. One, Maria Taylor has leverage. Two, ESPN does not. Three, Rachel Nichols looks fucking bad. Also, by the way, all of the NBA countdown people went on strike. They decided, if you're going to try to force Maria to be with Rachel on camera, we are all going to not work. Woj then had to step in. I
1: saw the Woj quote. And
0: Woj said, yeah, Rachel Nichols is not a team player. And when Woj says that, that's when you know... It's time for you to step aside. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine Woj like, being rude daily. I don't know. He just seems like he would be such a pleasant Straight man to work with. Straight
0: down the middle, <laughs> Woj just reports the news of only Woj, and Woj is like, yeah, Rachel's not a team player. Yeah, fuck her.
1: Let her go. Let
0: her do her own thing, you know? And we've always said, I've said this for a while now, we are not a pro-Rachel Nichols podcast. This has never been a pro-Rachel Nichols podcast.
1: Yeah, I've never, like... Actually, I was about to say I've never outright disliked her. I have, because she was a big feeder of the, like, Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix narrative. So, like, yeah, fuck Rachel Nichols forever. But, like, it, 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 it kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it that she has this type of relationship with her co-workers, honestly. It kind of makes sense.
0: And I think if you say to yourself, is Rachel Nichols in the wrong and... Is the hot mic just her voicing her frustrations like Stephen, yeah, a. Venting, ja- Stephen yeah. Jackson says? The only thing you can point to is how her co-workers reacted, which is they all said, fuck Rachel Nichols, I stand with yeah. Maria Taylor, and to me, that's the end all be all.
1: That is a good point. Yeah, when you've no, got Jay right. Williams, right.
0: Jalen Rose, uh, Woj, straight down the middle, Woj, being like, yeah, 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 we stand with Maria, we're happy to not work at all until this gets sorted. That's all you need to know. Here's
1: our chance to bag on Rachel Nichols finally. (laughs) Here's our chance to finally say what it is.
0: They're saying the quiet part, quiet, but they're saying it with their actions out loud, Uh which is fuck Rachel Nichols. Yeah. Uh, So what does this mean for everything going forward? I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for Rachel at all. I asked somebody who's close to the league, hey, does Rachel Nichols take a hit in her reputation with players after this? And they're like, how could it not? And also... LeBron James can't be connected to her in the same way because LeBron James is creating a more-than-a-vote campaign. He's pushing for social justice and activism and equality. You can't have someone who's now labeled a Karen in your camp. Can't. And now this Mendel Mendelssohn guy, the one who helped LeBron James start more-than-a-vote, he's also persona non grata.
1: Yeah, the, yeah it's got to be not a good day for him as well. <laughs> and if you're
0: Maria <laughs> Taylor... Your stock is at an all-time high. Like, it's time for you. Oh, by the way, her contract expires in three weeks in the middle of the finals. So, what does she do? Where does she go? I think you're about
1: to get that house on the hills, Maria. I think Maria's (laughs) about to get
0: the bag. Money, money, money. I got on the plane uh, to come to Phoenix, and one of the people on the plane very close to me were aggressively not wearing their mask. They were not only not wearing their mask— they were coughing, they were sneezing, they were eating, they were drinking, they were yelling. And all I could think was, where the fuck was my taser strike light? Because they're breaking the rules. This is very currently, very, cur- very, clearly against American Airlines rules. And all I could think is, what if I just went tack, 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 and had that taser strike light sound and been like, yo, put your fucking mask on. We're still in a pandemic. I don't care if you're vaccinated. It's against the rules. And I've got to have a mask on. And that's all I could think of. The taser is more than just a self-defense mechanism. It's also an offense mechanism. It is a rechargeable high-powered flashlight that can repel an attacker or someone without their mask on in a plane through its electric stun gun feature. It literally combines a flashlight and a stun gun. So when the lights are off in the plane and you can't find your mask, might be on your lap, you can use it as a flashlight as well. It's non-lethal, it's for self-protection. Even self-protection against COVID. Who knows if people don't wear their mask on the plane. It's small and lightweight enough to carry with you on your wrist in the airplane seat, in your glove compartment, or your purse. Guns are a no bueno on a plane. So if you need to protect yourself and you can't use pepper spray in a plane as well, it's often ineffective. Taser strike light is safer, more easy to use, more versatile. Protect yourself and your family like I did with my dog, anyone comes near my dog when she's on the plane as well, use the strike light. Taser Strike Light is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code LEAGUE. Save 15% now at taser.com, promo code LEAGUE. Everyone's traveling more on planes. Bring that thing with you when people don't want to follow the rules. It's taser.com, promo code LEAGUE. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save fifteen percent now at Taser.com. Promo code:
2: Lee. I'm overcoming the obstacles. I'm conquering the impossible. They said I was being illogical, but I have become unstoppable. And why would I stop? Got a lot to do. I'm trying to travel where it's tropical. Don't call me. I ain't calling you. Cause that's why I do not rock with you. You the type that wanna watch my moves. So
0: the real story, I guess, now that we need to talk about it, is the Milwaukee fucking Bucks, aka the most overrated te- overrated team to ever go to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the most overrated. I don't know, man. The Bucks won two games without Giannis. They are seventeen and eleven in games without him under Budenholzer, which is fucking crazy. Um, what can you say? What do you say?
1: Just about the Bucks in general.
0: Yeah. What uh, do you feel about this win over the Atlanta Hawks? This series win.
1: I mean, I think they were the better team. I think Atlanta kind of went as far as they were going to go, as they could. I mean, it, it, Trey struggled in uh, in that game. What was it game five, game yep. six? Trey kind of reached the point where he's just just chucking up shots, like, no matter what. And, <laughs> I mean, with or without Giannis, I think they were better and going to beat him. So, I mean, I, I think the right team won that series, I guess, is all I could say. But, I mean, had Brooklyn been healthy, it would have been the Nets.
0: It would have been a wrap for yeah. them. Here's the thing. Chris Middleton saved the day. Yeah, one hundred percent. Saved this team. Saved Budenholzer's job. Like Budenholzer is now going to get extended for like a million years.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking that as a Milwaukee fan. Like, oh, like there's got to be plenty of them that were kind of hoping that like Bud would be out now. But like, I mean, his whole goal was to get to the finals, and he did it. So, like, yeah,
0: he did it. He did it. Budenholzer has a, been. Uh, maligned for his playoff disappointments in Milwaukee and Atlanta, but he made an important decision after Game 4, I think this is from The Athletic, that helped swing the series in the Bucks' favor. Budenholzer abandoned the team's traditional drop coverage on the pick and roll, which was like three straight games where he was like allowing these fucking Trey Young to get into the paint and just shoot floaters. Like, the (laughs) fact that it took Budenholzer that long I mean, he's a fucking idiot, Marty. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe challenge him.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so he asked his big men to switch on ball screens, and now he's doing more adjusting than he's ever done before. Yada, yada, yada. P.J. Tucker is applauding him, blowing him out here on these streets, probably wanting uh, an extension uh, due to the fact that Houston cut his ass, and he's making $8 million a year from Houston and making $0 a year pretty much from Milwaukee. He wants to stay around, be the dog. In the fucking junkyard in order to, like, help them have some toughness. So, I think for the Hawks, they would have gone seven. They would have won that game if Trey Young would not have been hurt. They were up ten. And at that point, you go up, what is that? That's game four? Yes, yes. They would have been up 3-1. Do you win that series if you're up 3-1? You go seven at least. I think you probably do. The Hawks end up winning the series and they're in the finals. And it's fucking absurd that a referee was responsible for that injury, uh, which leads me. It's kind
1: of been that's kind of been lost. The fact that it was a referee. No one talks about the fact
0: that there is, for me, the lover of conspiracy theories in the NBA. Plenty of things to make up about how the NBA is trying to get it to be Giannis in the finals and not fucking Trey Young. But who knows? Maybe Giannis won't even play in these finals. Uh, Nate, after the fact, is now has a four-year extension as head coach.
1: Way to go, Nate. We're sorry. Everybody
0: pour a little out for my take that was (laughs) dead in the water. Pour pour
1: a little out. I didn't fight you too hard on it either, so I'll, I'll share a little bit of that.
0: None of us. None of us. Reports dropped today from Jake Fisher about the news about Nate McMillan, his new coaching style. He had a gruffer, old-school approach, which which contributed to him getting fired in Indiana. But he's changed his tone with the Hawks. So maybe I'm not even that wrong. Taking a patient approach with the club's younger players, including Trey Young, says Jake Fisher. He has reinvented himself, which is rare. One team scout said, you got to give him a lot of credit. Listen, I didn't even know there was a new Nate. (laughs) Nobody told us, hey, by the way... There has been a Nate Rehabilitation program that has gone on in Atlanta. Nobody told me that Nate McMillan was on Zoom calls with fucking psychologists trying to get his mental right and his leadership strategy. No one told me Nate had a stack of books this high learning how to coach and lead young men. No one told me. How would I know that?
1: Yeah, you would have thought he would have done it a few years ago if this was like...
0: <laughs> How was I supposed to know, Marty? Of course, That yeah. he changed his entire approach to, the game, to coaching the game of basketball. It would be like if all of a sudden fucking Budenholzer gets fired, right? And it's like, Budenholzer doesn't make adjustments, he doesn't make adjustments, he doesn't make adjustments, and all of a sudden now he's shaking up fucking snow globes of rosters just like Ty Lu. How would I know that?
1: Yeah, I mean, Nate McMillan and Ty Lue being like strategic masters at this point is pretty funny uh
0: how was I supposed to know in fact if someone would have told me when he got hired as the interim head coach hey by the way there's a new Nate in town it's a softer Charmin kind of Nate and he's like buddy buddy with Trey he's no longer the sergeant gruff guy I might have changed my I might have never even had that take Maybe not. These people are fucking up my vibe. They need to let me know. <laughs> they need to let me know when guys have complete character transformations. Anyway, is Robin <laughs> Lopez also Chris Bosch? Like, has Robin Lopez been hiding in plain sight as one of the most dominant big men in the playoffs because he has a higher field goal percentage than fucking DeAndre Ayton? At we 83%. Mean, we mean Brooke, percent, right? Yeah, Brooke, yeah, sorry. Bro- yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah, is Brooke Lopez, yeah, just basically Chris Bosch?
1: I mean, he's playing pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> like
0: eighty three percent in the playoffs over DeAndre Ayton at seventy nine point six percent.
1: Less volume.
0: Less volume. A Lot yeah. less volume. No shade to DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> That's a pro 79%. DeAndre Ayton podcast. Yeah. Pro.
1: Oh hey, wait, wait, and we might get into it later. But the, the, my bet of the finals, it, DeAndre Ayton finals MVP twenty five to one.
0: Is that what the odds are right now? On the
1: Barstool Sportsbook. It was as of last night. You don't
0: think that they would give it to Chris Paul just because it's Chris Paul?
1: I really feel like finals MVP is... doesn't matter. If your stats are just that much better than the other player, they're going to give it to you. Like, okay, say they were awarding it for the West Conference Final, like the Western Conference Finals MVP. Aiden gets it.
0: That's true. He did win multiple games for you. Yep. Um, so yes, not as much volume. Also, Bobby Portis had 14, eight and two after Giannis got hurt and he didn't play in the first final three games against the Nets. I'm
1: thrilled. I'm thrilled for Bobby. Yeah. I
0: like him a lot. PJ Tucker is a fucking man Is a dog. Is anybody more impactful than PJ Tucker in the Eastern Conference finals games? I don't think so. I
1: mean, the defense he's playing. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, Middleton, you would have to give it to Middleton, I guess. But like PJ's right there. We like- need
0: to talk about the Chris Middleton cycle. This okay. was trending on Instagram and it was trending on Twitter. And it is, it is literally like someone ingested my feeling about Chris Middleton in and like took my soul and my take about Chris Middleton and put it out into the universe. Chris Middleton. It's a circle play subpar gets criticized by the media starts playing better gets called underrated Turns into prime MJ, plays subpar, gets criticized yeah. by the media, starts playing better, and on and on we go on this merry-go-round of the Chris Middleton cycle. Yeah. Do you know what Chris Middleton shot from three in the Hawks-Bucks series?
1: God, I couldn't tell you. I mean, he was, Just he was really good at, uh, let's say, 33.
0: Good guess. 27% okay. from three. Yeah. Fuck that. That's, that's not good. It's not good at all, no. it's not good at all. No one would expect that because he went from like 70% in two games. Yeah. And like 0% in other games. Yuck. Yuck. He shoots four for 26 one game and then 25 for 28 the next game and then two for 19 the next game and then 27 for 29 the next game. It's like, and they're all coming in the fourth quarter in the good games and literally he's missing everything in the fourth quarter in the bad games. Yikes. So now we're on the part of the cycle where it's prime. It just so happened that game six was prime MJ Middleton. Prime MJ Middleton. There's now athletic articles coming out that he is a killer. Killer Middleton. Is he a killer? Hold. Hold, please. I would like to play this for everyone to know whether it's true or whether it's not true.
2: 100% lose Hill. You know, I understand the stat before the game, They shot less threes last game and they won. They come out tonight and go eight for 39.
0: For game four. After game
2: four. You're like, we're just going, we think it's a scrimmage. They thought it was game 53 of the regular season because it wasn't a must win. Mm -hmm. Their mentality uh, last game, they're like, this is a must win. Let's get this game. They came out and played fantastic. Tonight, I said, we're going to know in the first quarter. We said before the game, I said, I, I I think the Bucks were gonna win the series, depends on Giannis. but I said, Yes, I'm taking it off tonight because they do not have killer in Oh.
1: They got good basketball players, but they don't have killers. Like they and and their
2: leadership is not and, and their leadership don't push the right buttons to 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 hold them accountable.
0: That's Budenholzer and that's these guys. No killers on this team. Why did people give me a hard time? Because I said there were dogs on this team in P.J. Tucker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Marty, is dogs, are dogs the same as killers?
1: No, not to me at least.
0: No, the answer is no. <laughs> dogs are role players. Dogs are guys that come in and provide you spark. They're like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is not a killer. No, He's not somebody you're going to come in and be like, hey, Marcus... We need you to put up 40 tonight to yeah. close these motherfuckers out. Yeah,
1: you're gonna no. say, Marcus Smart, go win us the game. <laughs> Marcus
0: Smart, the ball's in your hand in the last 20 seconds. The difference between a killer and a dog is everything. It's the difference between P.J. Tucker and Kevin Durant. One guy has a killer instinct and will always want the ball at the end of the game. The other guy is willing to do the dirty work. He's willing to be like Pat Beverly. Do everything that he has to do in order to remain an enforcer and to be tough. There's all kinds of different kinds of dogs. And there's all kinds of different kinds of killers. But the difference between a dog and a killer is fast. Mm -hmm. So let's go down the list of current all-stars, Marty. And you can determine with me who's a dog and who's a killer and who is neither. Are you ready?
1: Sure. Let's go.
0: Giannis. Killer, dog, or neither?
1: I would say dog. I mean, he tries. He tries really hard.
0: I'd say neither. Okay, I That's don't fair. think he's a dog. I think he's... You could also be both. LeBron James.
1: I'm going to go killer. He's hit some great shots and been great in the clutch that people kind of forget about. I'm going to go killer, even I'm though a lot go of people both. won't. I'm okay. going to go
0: dog and killer. LeBron James will fuck someone up and take on the defensive side of the ball when he has to. I think he's less of a dog than he was in Miami. Uh, less of a dog than he had to be some points in time in Cleveland. But he has both in him. And that's, I think, why he's a rare breed. Yeah. Jalen Brown. Dog, killer, neither, or both? We'll go
1: dog, I guess.
0: I'm going to go neither. Jalen Brown is a proper amount of toughness. Not more than anyone else. He is not soft. We're going to call him. You, That's what the neither is. Is just not soft. Okay, gotcha. You, you can go neither, you. not soft, neither soft. Are you ready? Okay, like yeah, yeah, sharp, yeah. That helps, you know I mean? that helps. Okay. All right, cool. Kevin Durant. Killer? dog neither both soft or proper amount
1: (laughs) there's so many options i'll go killer i'll go killer for kd i mean the amount of daggers that dude hits that you don't really think about because they're not game winners kd performs when he needs to
0: absolute fucking killer yeah brad bill killer or everything else ooh killer dog neither both
1: I feel like I'm being very liberal with my killers, but I kind of like it. Brad Beal is a killer.
0: I think Brad Beal does have killer instinct. We just don't haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Yet. That, okay. Let's go that. Yeah.
0: Because he's on a bad team, but I think we all know anyone who's around Brad knows he's got it. Mm. You know what I mean? He's yeah. hit some big shots. He's gone to big playoff games too. Before. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Irving. Soft. Killer.
1: No way.
0: He hit a huge shot to win the fucking. Name one
1: other big shot he's hit.
0: He's hit other shots. I just don't know him <laughs> on the top of my head. He wants the ball in his hand at the end of the game. He he does. Not? He, he does. He's I'm a hating, killer. I'm hating, You're a hater. You're a hater. Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. We'll go both. I think both. Yeah. I think you say both. Yeah. Tatum.
1: I'll pass. I'll pass to you. I'll check to you on that one.
0: I think he's on his way to being a killer, but right now he's neither, and he's the proper amount of toughness. He is not a dog either.
1: Yeah. No, I think he is right there. I mean, he can get his shot kind of whenever he wants to. So like, yeah. He'll no, be a killer. I, yeah, I, he's very much got the opportunity to be one. He's yeah. a
0: puppy killer. Puppy. Not a puppy killer. He's a puppy conley <laughs> killer. Conley.
1: Ooh. That's I think you got to say neither on that. Neither. Harden. Yeah. He could be a killer. I, I I don't know. This one's hard to me because like I just think of like how good a scorers these guys are and think like how fine I would feel with the ball in their hand. But he doesn't really like hit any like huge shots. So I can't
0: I'm, say. I don't. Yeah, know.
1: this one's tough. I yeah. want to
0: say he can be both, but I also want to say that sometimes he's neither. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Zach Levine. Neither. 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 Yeah. Spider.
1: He's come up in big moments. As much as I hate to say it, I mean, killer, yeah. I mean, they did just blow that fucking series, though. But we can't be, we can't be reactionary. We can't be reactionary. I'll go. I'll begrudgingly get. I'll give a soft killer to soft Spider Killer.
0: I also give a soft killer, yeah. Julius Randall.
1: No, neither. Neither.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. No, neither. Book.
1: I think he's there. I mean, I think he has enough moments. You could say killer. Yeah. Could
0: you say both? I think he can say both.
1: I mean, he tries really fucking hard. Oh yeah. And as bad as he used to be at defense, like I mean, people kind of forget and like no one really says it about him now, like which, which is weird because like defensive reputation usually follows you, but I think people are picking up like he actually like really tries now. He doesn't get blown by in the ways that he used I think to. He's yeah. Both. No. I think I'll, you I'll throw both it. out there. I
0: think you say killer and dog. AD. Yeah. Yeah, is he a killer?
1: I think you he's can't a say tough. No, no, you, you, you definitely can't say he's tough. He's not a dog. There's no way he's that he's, killer. He's a
0: soft killer. He's a killer. He can hit in big moments. Can he not? That big step back that he had in the bubble last year was fucking unreal.
1: And he'll just yeah, and he and and he'll go get like thirty eight forty if he needs to. So, but he's yeah. the kind
0: of killer that needs another killer to be like yo, you're a fucking killer.
1: Yeah, I, I I think soft killer is fair soft for him killer. as well. Yeah
0: um mb he's a dog Uh, he's a dog yeah and could be a killer i don't know i think that's tough too curry both both i think he's a killer i don't know that he's a dog
1: maybe not yeah definitely killer
0: son of an NBA player can't ever call those guys dogs (laughs) can't ever call them dogs luca
1: I kind of want to say neither. Actually, no, 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 Killer. He's hit so many big shots. He's a killer. He's hit so many big you shots. You just yeah.
0: want to hate him so <laughs> bad. Jokic.
1: Jokic. Uh, killer? Soft killer?
0: I don't know yet. I think maybe. I don't know. Paul George. No. Neither. Neither. Go He's Bear. He's got
1: the, What we were talking about the Middleton cycle, you could kind of like cross out Chris Middleton and write Paul George.
0: 100%. <laughs> 100%. They're the same guy in different conferences. One guy looks decent and the other one looks terrible. Go Bear.
1: Certainly not a killer. Uh I mean, yeah, I I guess you go dog for Go Bear, right?
0: Yeah. Demonas Sabonis. Dog. Dog. CP3. Both.
1: Yeah, I think both. Yeah. I think
0: both. Ben Simmons. <laughs>
1: I'll check to you on this one.
0: I'm gonna check soft. I'm gonna check soft. <laughs> Russell Westbrook,
1: dog for sure. Uh, see, but the, the so, thing is, like, he wants to take those shots. He just so, yeah. So he
0: is a killer. This is what I call. I was talking to my friend about this today. He's a killer with bad aim.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's a killer that doesn't always hit the mark of his target. But he wants the ball in his hand. He's got the killer instinct to want to take the last shot. Uh Darren Fox, these are the young young guns of the league. Darren Fox.
1: I haven't seen it quite enough yet. I think, I think, think he's right there. Killer. I think he's right there. Yeah. Sexton. No.
0: Neither. Jaw. Mm-hmm. Jaw.
1: Jaw's killer. Killer. Yeah, for I sure. Lo- I love Jaw. I mean, I mean, I, I I gloated on him so much. And stuff. I think he's but, a dog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's a I, dog and a killer. I love Ja Morant. Chip
0: on his shoulder. Fucking tough as nails. Wants yeah. the last shot. Gonna do everything that he can to advance. Zion.
1: It's just tough. These young guys—they haven't had enough of an opportunity to really prove whether they're like. I think he's
0: neither right now. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't have the instinct. But I don't think he's a I think he's such a gentle giant that it's hard to say. I think he'll want the last shot and I think he wanna bam. Yeah, we'll bam see on people. We'll see. Lamelo, yeah. Finally. Last one. I wanna say killer. I think he's a killer too. Yeah. Killer. This is
1: something
2: you should already know. I said it already before.
0: Uh, Jazz. Let's talk about the Jazz for just a sec- second. Um, a new article came out about how they are basically fucked because they can't pay Mike Conley, and Mike Conley's gonna get in the bag somewhere else. And with, when you have the Jazz with no Conley and Spider making a million, like millions and millions more dollars than he was last year, uh, and you've got a bunch of other guys in the books making a shitload as well, now who knows? Um, especially given that reports are saying that Conley is going to the Heat. Did you hear this report?
1: I've heard, Yeah, I've heard rumors, yeah.
0: Tony Jones, writer for The Athletic, is basically hitting the panic button. Uh, not only is the front office in turmoil right now, but they are scrambling to figure out a way to keep Conley despite the fact that they are $20 million over the cap without Conley. <laughs> There's also now rumors... I mean, the Jazz are fucked. The rumors now are that Donovan Mitchell wants out. Donovan Mitchell I've not heard that. is just about to enter his real big deal. Four years left on this deal, just like uh, Damian Lillard. Unhappy in Utah. Unhappy with Utah trash, Utah. Everyone hating Utah. This is what Windhorse reported. I think that Dwayne Wade, who Ryan Smith brought in to be co-owner, but also to be an, an advisor, that he's seriously concerned with Donovan Mitchell's desire to stay there long-term. Dwayne Wade is going to try to influence changes. He's going to influence changes because the way that Donovan Mitchell saw his season unfold, specifically about how his ankle injury was handled in the playoffs, he fucking hated that they sat him out. Really unnerved him, and he was in a bit of a rough spot with the franchise near the end of the year. Now remember, he was also last year in March, when Rudy Gobert shut the entire league down and they didn't speak for two months, also unhappy with the Jazz organization because fuck Rudy Gobert, fuck standing for Rudy Gobert, fuck the fact that you created a whole Rudy Gobert ESPN video series thing, an hour-long thing about how Rudy Gobert has changed and how sad he was about the pandemic and how he caused sports to cancel. So I think this is more smoke and fire than we could possibly realize, and we're calling it now on... July fifth. Just remember, they also have Conley's bird rights, so they can match any offer. But what if the fucking like Heat try to offer Mike Conley like 35 million? 30 million. What would they do then?
1: They could. That doesn't seem like much of a Riley move, but no. they could.
0: Yeah. But what about a team like Boston that needs a point guard desperately? Or a yeah. team like LA that needs a point guard desperately? Or which is the biggest news, the biggest rumor? Conley with Luca in Dallas. What if That'd Mark Cuban gives him the back?
1: That would be absolutely insane. I don't know if I love that super hard Uh, uh, can I say one more thing about Mitchell before we move on yes okay so do you remember when they were doing the all-star draft you remember well well, we did our own thing and they
0: chose Utah last and
1: literally and LeBron said oh because we like weren't playing with Utah and I know like a lot of people will probably say like oh that doesn't matter they're not thinking about that like if you spend your life getting to the NBA and then all of a sudden you're thought of as like less cool or less that just because of the team you play for that's gonna bother you it'd bother me like, I don't know I think that probably has something to do with him wanting out a little bit I mean I would this Don is just Mitchell
0: from New York yeah been in the cool city your whole life Hard rock gritty dude plays for Louisville chip on his shoulder gritty there too storied program and then you go to Utah. Trash Utah, and the world thinks you fucking suck just because you play for Utah. Not even to choose your ass on my all-star team because you play for Utah. And it's really 2K NBA Jam. Fuck Utah. Yeah. Pretty much your entire life from the time you're an adolescent all the way until you're a grown man like LeBron James who's 37 years old. Yeah.
1: Like Donovan Mitchell doesn't have young fans outside of Utah.
0: It's wild. Like- <laughs> and honestly, Donovan Mitchell is in a worse spot, I would say, than. Than Damian Lillard, because yeah. at least Dame has some level of respect and clout. Mm-hmm. And Donovan Mitchell is seen as a joke because he plays in Utah and he plays with a guy that's generally hated by everyone in Rudy Gobert.
1: Yeah. So, and, and and all your fans are uh very. And racist. all your fans
0: are, <laughs> you know, considered widely to be racist. You have the worst, most vocal fan base in the in like in terms of a, an arena in the league. And Also, it's fucking Utah, like more Mormons than anywhere in the United States. I don't even know how much you can get coffee there. It's not easy in Salt Lake City. It's not easy outside of Salt Lake City. So if you're Donovan Mitchell, who's used to everything, all the creature comforts, all the diversity in the world, all the socioeconomic diversity in the world, and you get plopped into fucking Utah.
1: Yeah, no, I think he should one out. So let's send him east. Let's send Donovan Mitchell east. Let's let's start that.
0: I like that. I'm hearing that Donovan Mitchell wants to go to Portland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now East. <laughs> East.
0: Send him East. Send him to New York. I yeah. think he would be phenomenal as a Nick. That'd be fun. That's best case scenario, though. Like running back with Conley, who's 33 years old, and an old fucking 33 with hamstring issues and ankle issues and wrist issues, shoulder issues. He has like, He's like operation in terms of all the things that have been wrong with him over the course of his career. If you can re-sign him, that doesn't even get you to the finals.
1: Right, no, and, and he's at that point in his career definitely where he's going to want like four years or however, and like you're just... There's no way that's going to be a good contract in four years. There's no way. And, And like, how good does it make you now to justify how bad it's going to be in four years?
0: Is this—the question is, is the Utah Jazz being the number one seed overall going to be the quickest fucking, like, (sighs) to the seventh seed you go? Wow. That we've ever seen? Wow. (laughs) Maybe. You've got Joe Ingles, who's on his fucking last knees— yeah, they're trying to play him a million minutes because you've got Conley who needs load management. He's in and out of the lineup. Like the Utah Jazz are in trouble, trouble. I mean, this is a takedown piece on the Jazz. I mean, I didn't <laughs> I mean, expect Is Clarkson?
1: It. What's Clarkson's contract look like? Is he up soon?
0: He just, I think, got extended. Okay, well that's he, that's good for Utah. C- Jordan contract, uh, Clarkson. Let's add it in. Clarkson's contract just signed a 4-year, $51 million deal. Okay, only that's pretty making fair. 12 million. He's probably the only No, that's cheap a team guy. Friend, That's
1: a team-friendly deal. Yeah. I
0: think you could probably play him as the starting point guard, but you're going to need some help on the bench and their depth is out of sorts and they are out of sorts. And we are in sorts, but we are out of time. Uh that is all the time that we have. That was a fucking sick transition. Best mm-hmm. best transition of all time. That's all the time that we have for the This League Podcast. Please subscribe. Please follow us on TikTok. We're at, man, I want to say 77,000 right now. Seventy-seven one. Thank you to everyone who's already subscribed. Please go on the Barstool store for some playoff merch. Uh, Marty is rocking his NBA Finals hat. Sick. I think it suns in. We didn't even talk about the fact that their finals are happening tomorrow. The shitty thing is that the NBA has not credentialed me, and I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? I'm already here in Phoenix. Uh, But I think it's Suns and Six. We'll talk about this after game two. We will have a full uh, breakdown of everything for the finals after the Suns are probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, up 2-0 without Giannis. Thank you for listening. Tune in Friday evening-ish for the next episode of This League. It all, say
2: hello to the big dog, say goodbye to all the frogs, keep it 100, keep it 100, Now, what you mean I?